Was that the bite of 87? <laughs> hey, shh. Welcome back, everyone, to Not Another Needless Sequel, where we discuss films and propose unnecessary prequels, sequels, reboots, and remakes. I'm your host, Kane, and today I have with me my wife, Kelsey. And in true janitor fashion, she has remained silent, but she will be my co-host as we discuss Willy's Wonderland, a horror action comedy movie, I guess you would say, from 2021. Uh, so first off, Kelsey, what would you rate it? Gave it a four out of five. Okay. What did you give it? I also gave it a four out of five. Ooh. Look at us. Ooh, matching. Nice, nice. Um, overall, I mean, I really did like the movie. I'm going to say probably a lot of bad things about it as I discuss it. But... Oh, me too, for <laughs> sure. I I really, really liked it. There were some parts that were super cheesy, but it was a it was a good movie. I feel like I enjoyed it more the second time that I watched it. I could agree with that, too. I mean, I think that it's what it's supposed to be, and nothing more. I agree. Would you like to tell me just the general plot of the movie? Five Nights at Freddy's. Five Nights at Freddy's. No, uh, a guy who doesn't speak gets his tires slashed, needs him fixed. Mm -hmm. They trap him inside of Willy's Wonderland to feed him to the animatronic dolls. And uh, those dolls mess with the wrong man. (laughs) I think that's a good synopsis. So when the movie starts off, it's an introduction to Willie's. You see who I believe is supposed to be Liv as a child hiding. I I actually put, did the little girl survive? And then like later on, which we'll get to that, when the cop lady who like raised her is telling the story she specifically mentions how that's where she got live. Yes, so I think that is supposed to be her in the beginning as well. Yeah. Uh, she sees her parents being killed, which is, I mean, it's a good way to start the movie, I think. You know, it introduces you to what is happening. Were, um, they, were they singing the song in the beginning? I think it had a TV, a very small, like, retro TV that yeah. was on playing, like, it's a commercial birthday. for the place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just said that the, that song made me think of uh, Tortured Daryl. In The Walking Dead. Ah, yeah. Well, spoilers for those of you who quit The Walking Dead around season three. (laughs) Uh, But yes, there is that when the saviors take Daryl and they're playing. I mean, I didn't give any further information. We're on Easy Street. Street. (laughs) And it feels so sweet. Yeah, so this is such a treat. Yeah, the Sit Your Birthday song just gave me a real, not only Five Nights at Freddy's vibe, but. Yeah. You've never played Five Nights at Freddy's. I know, but we've watched Markiplier play it. I've seen him play, like, almost every single one, plus that new one. Yes. So I feel like I at least have some background. Yeah, I mean, you get it. And yeah. this movie is compared to that quite a bit, but yeah. I'll talk a little bit about that later. Yeah. So after it introduces Willie's and it shows uh, Nick Cage's character, who's only referred to as the janitor, driving, I wondered... Why is he driving his seemingly brand new car just out in the middle of nowhere? So I have something about that. I actually laughed out loud at this point <laughs> because it gave me very Fast and Furious vibes. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> it's all about family. He's trying to get back to his family. Like, Could uh, you see Nick Cage joining the Fast and Furious movies? 
Yeah, as this character, though. He oh, doesn't as this have character. To, yeah, he doesn't have to say anything. Is he going to be a good guy in the movies? or? I think he'll be a little bad, but then they realize that he's good, and he'll join the family at the end. Ultimately, everyone joins the family, Yeah, everyone's a part of the family. So <laughs> I think that they're going to realize, they're going to be very judgmental because he doesn't speak, but then behind those sunglasses, okay. they're going to see, you know, he's truly family. And he knows how to drive. Yeah. Well, you heard it here first. Willy's Wonderland, Fast and Furious crossover. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I was wondering what he was doing driving around the dirt roads. And, of course, he doesn't say anything when he hits the uh, spike strip, which goes on later in the movie. I mean, he never says anything, no matter what. And He uh, has a pretty good grunt. Yes. I'm like, Ugh, huh, huh. Which I kind of wondered, is that him or is that his stunt double? Either way. Uh, I don't know. I mean, sometimes they do record... Um, it's a clip that's gone around quite a bit of Hugh Jackman recording in the studio for Wolverine. He's just in the studio. He's got his whole mic set up, and he's just punching, uh, uh, grunting, you know? Yeah. And they yeah. just put that over the footage. Um, but anyway, uh, Nick Cage did a, a Reddit AMA, and somebody asked him about Willy's Wonderland, and he said, quote, The dialogue for my character in Willy's Wonderland was very sparse, so I decided with Kevin, the director, to go full Harpo Marx and take all the dialogue out because I thought that would be a fun acting challenge to see how much I could communicate without words and only with movement and facial expressions. I'm very happy with the result of Willy's Wonderland. It was a good experiment. So initially when it was written, he did have lines, but there wasn't many. And I mean, I think it made it better. I do. That's a big part of the movie Like, for I'm me. glad that he didn't... I do like it. Talk at all, yeah. I think it would have been dumb. Like, I sort of imagine, and I don't know, and no offense to the director, writer, I imagine he had some kind of shitty one-liner after he killed each one. Yeah, what do you think it was? I don't know. It was probably something like, uh, you know, I'll have what she's having. <laughs> I think, I think that it would relate back to his drink called Punch. Yeah. It would say, like, ha. Got the last punch. Ugh. Well, it's a the, real punch in the balls, eh? Please. Like, yeah. <laughs> so in that scene, he does reveal the punch when he opens up the trunk to his car, and he has a bunch of them, and he drinks one. The punch, it, I believe it's soda. Maybe it's an energy drink. I think it's an energy drink because later on in the movie, I could never pause it. But in the at the bottom of the can, it says something. It says caffeine, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it like, says a fistful of caffeine to your kisser. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> Which, that was, maybe that's his line. A fistful of caffeine to your kisser. And then he does like the final punch on <laughs> Willie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, kind of like yippee ki Well, in that same Reddit AMA, they asked him about the can and the uh, soda because it it's almost positioned as if it has some deeper meaning or there's something going on with it. But he did say, um, the canned question is an interesting one, and I hesitate to answer it for you because your relationship with the movie is far more important than my relationship with the movie. And so you as the audience member can imagine and surmise whatever you want to be in that can. That is a better answer and reason for the can than anything I could tell you. I want your opinion as to what was in the can because that was the right opinion. The way he said it, it might just be a general answer, but I almost it almost sounds like they do know that there was something going on with that can. It's almost like what, uh, like, The Witcher does. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, it was empowering him. 
Yeah. Yeah. I thought about that. Anyway, so he calls a local tow truck company, I guess, or something. Maybe he calls AAA. It was definitely the tow truck company. Well, ultimately, I think whoever he called contacted this local tow truck company, and we're introduced to Jed, who is the tow truck driver. And What I don't understand is how did he call? How did they know where to come? Well... That's a plot hole. They knew because yeah. they set up the spike strips. But I bet old boy was just quote unquote driving by. You think like he called and didn't say anything? He just like I don't think he called at all. If they knew he, I think tow truck guy was out there waiting and then was just pretending to be a good he old just drove country by and was help. Like you need help. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, Nick Cage was just gonna stand there in silence looking at his car. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well. Boy, does Jed talk a lot, and I love that Nick Cage just stares at him. They're, like, in the truck, and he just looks over at him. I can see in his eyeballs he's thinking, like, fuck, this motherfucker can talk. So I wrote a note about that. At this point, I was like, why does he not speak? It's super weird and intimidating and uncomfortable. And, like, old boy does not pick up on that. Like, somebody who doesn't talk who looks like that, like... I feel like... Stop talking, right? Number one, stop talking. But number two, they should have aborted their plan and just helped him. <laughs> they should have been like, something's not right here. I don't yeah, think this guy is... exactly. Like, we shouldn't uh, use him. But, yeah. So, they cut to the cop. Her name was Ugh. Sheriff Lund. Uh, Sheriff Lund, she was pulling live in because she was trying to burn down willies and jed is driving by the trailer park and (laughs) it's funny because sheriff lund even says like i don't have time for this today because he's just fucking talking he like pulls up and he's like yeah he's having some trouble and he just keeps going and she's like "Uh uh uh-huh uh-huh (laughs) uh-huh and she stops him nick cage and live like make eye contact they have an awkward slow motion moment in the movie yeah (laughs) i i made a note of that it was for sure it was like she knew she was like this guy something's up i mentioned too like this Liv has not been able to burn down this place for what 10 years like how long has she been trying was this the first attempt i feel like she's probably mm, 17 18 at this point and she's probably just now like gotten the balls to to be able to do it and the friend group to like help her and she just wants to burn it down because they just continually feed these people and also like I don't know why the cop lady is not letting her do that. Like, she's in on it and she's afraid of Willie. But those things aren't going to get up and run away. The the inside is locked. If you think about it, the door is locked. Well, there... I mean, we'll we'll get to that, I guess. But, yeah, I mean, I was confused because I was thinking, how many times has she tried to burn this place down? And why? Because at this point, we don't... Like, we kind of know what has happened, but we don't... Don't know that it's still going on. No, we didn't because they only flash back to what happened and then it closing down. They didn't flash back to them continually feeding people to this place. So when Jed pulls off from talking to Sheriff Lund and brings the janitor to his garage, the janitor makes note to look at this missing poster board. Uh-huh. And I thought Jed is the true psycho who's collecting these as trophies, these missing posters. Oh, that's a good thought. I like, didn't think about that. He's the one getting everyone and bringing them yeah. and helping with this plan. And he's also collecting these missing persons trophies. Like, he's sick. <laughs> he is sick. And then the other guy, which we'll meet in a little bit, collects mm-hmm. the cars. Yeah, that's true. He, that's true. Um, So when he's telling them, you know... Oh, you, we don't accept credit. Excuse me. He says, 
cash only and in advance. I don't take none of those plastic credit cards. Yeah. I wrote that down because that is some backwoods stuff. I like how he looks over at the ATM and it's just all broken down. Yeah. He's like, yeah, we were supposed to get the internet and we just didn't. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's it. That's his explanation. Just like, hey, you know, shit happens. We didn't get the internet. But he says, are you willing to work it off? Which Nick Cage nods. Norm through, through the whole movie, he doesn't really nod. He doesn't give any confirmation to people that he understands, he hears them. But to that, he's like, yeah, he just gives that nod. Yeah, he'll do it. Which made me wonder, has anyone ever been like, no, I'm not going to work it off. And then what do they do? They, I don't know. Get like, you know what? My friends were heading the same way. They're going to pass by. What do they do like then? Do they just fuck up their car as well? And then they're like, guess you're all going to work it off. <laughs> like, I mean, I would think so. How long could this go on, though? Second group arrives like, you know what? We really don't want to get our hands dirty. Um, I'll just call my folks. They live nearby. Like, how long until they're just like, fine, get out of here. And then do they keep the car? Do they take it somewhere else? I don't know. I just wondered, has anyone ever said no? Seems like a plot, like a plot hole to me, Willie's. <laughs> so uh, he agrees. Jed takes him to Willie's. You meet <laughs> Tex McAdoo, which is just straight up. Such a good name. <laughs> well, he's uh, that character from the Fairly Odd Parents, Doug Dimmodome. Oh, owner yeah. of the Dimsdale Dimmodome. Yeah, Tex McAdoo, owner of Willie's Wonderland. Yeah. <laughs> what was the name he says at the end? I'm going to reopen it and call it Texas something. He does. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't remember, remember exactly. what he said. He's like, you could put a mechanical bull in there. Yeah. Anyway, that'd be better. My name's Tex McAdoo, owner of Texas, Texas Turf. Texas Turf. Yeah, That's, whatever That is, is what it was, oh, Texas yeah. Turf. Yeah, whatever. So Tex McAdoo, he tells him, you know, all the stuff like you need to clean this, this is what's going to happen. He says, make sure you take breaks. And Nick Cage takes that shit to heart. He's like, I mean, he does. Damn right, I he will. He only comes in with his over-the-shoulder duffel bag of punches. Mm -hmm. And what gets me though is when he does, he starts his timer and it's counting up, not down, for the break. Yeah, I mean, that's it's a little weird, but he's just saying like, this is how long I'm gonna work until my break. So before it shows Nick Cage actually get to work, it does cut back to Liv, who had been chained to a radiator, I believe, by um, Sheriff Lund and Which her friends. Which is absolutely cruel. Yeah, I mean, crazy, right? <laughs> absolutely cruel to think that this lady not only allowed your family to be murdered, but mm -hmm. just chained you in a trailer, threw a half-open bag of chips in a bucket and <laughs> yeah, said, have a good night. She says, I have to eat. Where do I use the bathroom? She's like, there's chips on the table and a bucket in the corner. Try not to make a mess. Yeah, <laughs> like... I'm just telling you, if that was me and I had to go to the bathroom, I wouldn't use that bucket. Well, I think she also lives there, so, you know, it's kind of her. Nope. <laughs> well, her, I'll roll in it. Her friends come to uh, get her out of there, and Kaylee Cohen's character, Kathy, she kind of plays like... Slutty gal? Yeah, like a, a slutty girl, and she is chewing bubblegum through the whole movie. She apparently, through filming chewed 81 pieces of bubble gum which obviously those are on different days but I, I imagine her jaw hurt yeah that stuff comes up in filming I know recently sort of recently I believe for the suicide squad there was that scene where John Cena is eating empanadas and they said he ate some crazy amount for filming because he just had to keep doing it 
I don't remember what the that amount was, like, was. That was like what they said about uh, Florence Pugh and the mac and cheese with sriracha. Yeah. In Hawkeye's show. Yeah. Well, there's just like for realism, they're eating it. But like at some point, if you're having to keep filming, it's like it's ridiculous. But yeah, so she chewed 81 pieces of gum. I imagine her jaw was hurting having well, to do it. The way she was having to chew it because she was yeah. like, mm-hmm. she had to do it very like dramatically. Her mouth had to open very wide. So I thought that was interesting. So yeah, they break her out of there and they all plan to go burn down Willie's. So then they cut back to Nick Cage. He's cleaning. And I noticed Willie's is a damn dirty place. And I wonder, has anyone else who has ever stayed there actually cleaned? Or has everyone just been like, we're not fucking cleaning this place. We're just going to hang out. Well, I don't know. Maybe so. But but they all had Willie's shirts on like in the... When she starts to tell the other cop the story of Willie's, they all had the shirts on. So I think that they all were attempting to clean. But they were killed too soon. Too soon. Well. But the thing is, is also, I think that Tex, Tex. McAdoo. McAdoo makes it dirty again and resets it because they have to clean up the dead bodies. Do they? Or do you think they eat them normally? All of them. I don't think they eat them all. They do show like. There'd be blood everywhere. Yeah, they'd have to clean that at least. You can't just have everyone walking into the blood and be like, oh. Yeah, so... But, yeah, he gets to cleaning, and I just thought it was disgusting in there. Nobody ever... Well, I thought what was wild was that there was no method to his cleaning. He was like, I think I'll clean this table, but then I'll go clean the wall over here, but then I'll go do this over here. And then when it was time for his first break, he, like, opened his punch and then found the kitchen and then put them in the fridge... I think when it's that messy, you just kind of have to get to it wherever. Yeah. You can't necessarily start in any one place. And, I mean, you know, he wasn't really shown where the fridge was. The guy just said, anything in the fridge is yours, which, how much food are you keeping in there? What's it cost to stock willies so that you can get people in there? But um, he does get his drinks in there. He starts cleaning. And then... He starts taking his breaks. Like I said, he's taking those breaks religiously. Like, as soon as... It goes on through the movie, but as soon as his watch beeps, he goes to take the... Do you, th- do you think that's the time frame that the punch wears off? I mean, I have... I've read some theories on the punch. I personally think that there's something a little deeper going on with it, but I'll have to get to that a little later. Okay. It goes into my sequel idea. Um, my so... sequel will be better than yours. <laughs> While he is taking his first break, he notices the pinball machine, mm-hmm. which I guess I, I didn't really focus on this through the first viewing of it, but just when I watched it for this, it's dirty, it's covered up, and he cleans it. It takes like three breaks before he's actually playing it. On each break, he cleans it a little, mm-hmm. and eventually, you know, he ends up playing it. But when he gets back to work after that first break, he sees the ostrich move in on him. I don't remember the ostrich, uh, ostrich's whole name. They all have like a whole thing. But this ostrich moves in and he turns around and he knows. It's not like, oh, did it move a little? It was on the stage and now it's in front of you. And he just looks at it and he punches it <laughs> like he hits it with the broom and he just gets back to work. But then the ostrich talks and uh, he doesn't question it. You know, he just gets to business. When that ostrich says like, I'm going to feast on your face, he gets to work. I feel like he knew something was off, though, because, like, on the outside of the building, there was, like, all this graffiti. He he saw the missing people sign. Like, I feel like he knew 
it was all like a plan and yeah. he just doesn't say anything. Yeah, I mean, it could be that, that he was aware of what was going to happen, but, you He know. also does, like, compartmentalization, or is that what they say? Yes. Compartmentalization of the animatronic bodies? Mm-hmm. It's real Dexter-y. He does, He just so... doesn't put them in separate bags like Dexter does. I mean, so he atta- or he kills the ostrich, which, good thing they attack one at a time, you know? How generous of them. I know. But, uh... I made a comment about that. All the animatronics just seem so confident when they're trying to kill him. And then, like... Yeah, they have no... Even doubts. after they've seen him dunk on him, like, or that on all of their, like, friends. in the friends. front of the stage. Yeah. Like, They all everyone. see him dunk on him. And they're just like, hey, hey, I got it now, boss. I don't know why they don't move. Like, I mean, I guess... And I, I don't want to compare this too much to Freddy's uh, because... You know, they've said that's not what this is. And Five Nights at Freddy's doesn't own the world of animatronics. But, you know, the Five Nights at Freddy's games, one of them will move and come to attack you. And sometimes the others will stay on stage or in their spot. So I guess it happens. (laughs) I don't know. But um, he kills the ostrich. Brutal kill. He pulls out, like, its neck. I don't know. Its animatronic neck. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, he does, you know, bag it up, tries to open the door, and he realizes he's locked in when he tries to take that trash out. He gets a new shirt, too. Yeah, I think that's funny as well, that every time he uh, is fighting them and gets messy, he grabs a new shirt, which I did want to mention, when he fights that ostrich, or the ostrich speaks, um, all of the animatronics are voiced by different people, besides Siren Sarah, all of them are voiced by different people than whoever is actually in the suit. Mm. And which I thought that was really cool too is that they're all like suits. There's not a lot of CGI going on with that. Yeah. Um, in the behind the scenes, you can see the people wearing like, you know, the green screen suits. You can and, tell that people are like moving awkwardly in the suit. Yeah, like the ostrich, like there's a guy standing like in the body, like the rest of him is up. He's holding the head with like puppeteering stuff and he's got his legs. Like, it's cool. I mean, I think that was an interesting way to do it. I, they could have gone all CGI. Was it and... very Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Didn't they do that? No, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were actually in costumes. Like, they didn't have to... Well, I mean... That's what I'm saying. Well, yeah, but some of them were sticking out. They had to, like, you know, you couldn't have somebody's head in the ostrich. They had yeah. to be pulling it around. Also, I loved when the ostrich, like, bit his face and left that mark. And he, like... It was like a slow motion, like typical action thing like he touched the blood and like looked at him he was like you fucked up now you're gonna pay for this yeah Yeah. my favorite was he covered it with duct tape yeah he covers a bunch of stuff with duct tape like all his wounds and anyway after that it cuts to sheriff lund she is sitting back at the police station with there's like the backup cop that they called in Mm -hmm. um i don't recall his name from the town over though yes which I think it's weird that she called for backup because this is like a routine thing they do. Do they do this all the time? You know, it kind of brings up the question, how often do they have to feed them? Is it just whenever somebody comes through? Or is there like a once a week, once a month thing? Um, and it, I know they eat them, it seems, but also it's not... It comes out later how it goes down. It doesn't seem like it's that they're hungry. They're just sicko serial killers. Yeah. So maybe it's just whenever they can get somebody. Either way, I thought it was weird that she asked for backup unless they also knew that this guy seemed off or like something was up. 
I think she asked for backup because she thought that old girl might escape and go inside of Willie's and try and burn it down. Well, you'd almost think that she'd stay there then with Liv or something. But either way, after that, you know, it goes back to the janitor. He's just continuing to work as if nothing happened. Um, he does start cleaning that pinball machine. Uh, when he goes to the bathroom, I mean, the whole entirety of Willie's is disgusting. Mm-hmm. But when he goes to that bathroom, like, it seemed even more disgusting but, you know, with just one rag and one spray bottle and a prayer, he cleans that bad boy. That's what I said. I said he literally cleaned the entire bathroom with a bottle of Windex <laughs> and a rag, even to get paint off the wall. Yes, he. it was spotless. After that, the gorilla attacks. And the thing that made me laugh about the gorilla, I mean, besides the fact that, fuck, I just cleaned this bathroom. Can, I made a comment you, about that, too. Like, can you give me a break? But... The gorilla was supposedly hiding in those stalls. Bullshit. He like, was not. He, he was, was huge. Not. He was huge. And when... There's no way he came down on top of him. Yeah, he kicks him, like as if he was hanging from the ceiling. And He's too big for that. You did not hide hanging from the ceiling and kick him like that. As the, uh, as the gorilla is about to attack, they do play like a little bit of the music. Like I think it, maybe the animatronics like do a little bit of a performance on stage. The It's Your Birthday song. And I kind of wonder, like, why are they still putting on this show? Because, I mean, I guess you could always come back to they're serial killers and they're sick. They like playing with the victim, that kind of thing. But, like, he's already been attacked by the ostrich. Who are you trying to fool? What are you doing? Why are you, like, putting on this whole show? But anyway, he kills that gorilla and it's pretty brutal. I mean, he... I said the gorilla destroys his new clean bathroom, so does he have to re-clean that bathroom, or... I imagine he did. Yeah. Which, he broke the urinal with the gorilla's face. I know, what did he do? Fix that. Did he super, did he Windex it back on? <laughs> yeah. Did he reattach it? Maybe so. I think after that he has another break, which I did mention, not a lick of water for this guy during the whole movie. No. Just pure either soda, energy drink. I imagine his drink. kidneys are screaming. <laughs> yeah. He didn't have any water. After that, the kids arrive at Willie's to burn it down. I feel like before that, though, that, you know, like, after he compartmentalizes the gorilla, puts him by the door, he looks back and the little gopher. Willie? The weasel? Willie. Oh, yeah, the weasel. (laughs) I said gopher thing, whatever. There is a slow motion, like, death glare look down between the two of them. And I feel like that's alluding to the final showdown after Willie kills everybody or after the janitor kills everybody else. They do kind of do that throughout their building to this final battle. Like Willie's the big boss. Yeah. Um, I did like that. But so the kids show up to burn down Willie's and they say, or Liv says, you know, well, that guy's still in there, which I kind of wonder like, why would you assume he's still alive? I would assume he's dead, you know? Maybe she was just trying to check and make sure. Maybe so. But they all decide to stay outside while Liv goes inside to uh, Mm -hmm. save him. And Liv fights um, Siren Sarah, which I think it's weird that they call her Siren Sarah. I believe sirens are typically not a good thing. Not like a thing kids are like, oh, that's cool. Sirens, I could be wrong, but I think typically the story is sirens lured lord people in the sea back in the day hmm. to their death um i didn't know that yeah i mean it's it goes along with mermaids like mermaids were not i think always a good thing i think it was a bad thing like you're out at sea you see a mermaid you've been out at sea for a long time and 
you go to follow this siren mermaid's call, it leads to death. And she looks like a fairy to me. I mean, I guess I don't know what a siren looks like. I was convinced that they couldn't come up with a F name to go with fairy or P for pixie. Polly pixie, Farrah fairy. That one sounds bad. That's probably what happened. They were like, Farrah fairy? Nah, we'll just go with siren. That's not they good. They do have a nighty night, though. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that one, actually. When they were going through the names, they were like, yeah, nighty, nighty night. night. I was, I was like, like, what? Yeah, <laughs> He doesn't exactly. have a name. Because well, they couldn't come up with a K name. Yeah, all the kids come end up coming inside because they two, two of them on the roof get in a fight and he tackles them through the ceiling. Which, before those kids come in, Liv, when she's fighting that siren, she confidently runs at it with, like, a switchblade. And they don't really show what happens. That's she true. just gets away. She says, yeah. like, oh, I stabbed that bitch. Did you? I mean, with that little knife and what? She just backed off? She was like... Well, I don't want none of that. Guess I'll run away, yeah. But yeah, the kids um, get in there. They are talking to Nick Cage and telling him, like, the history of Willie's, I guess, a little bit more about Willie's, what happens, what's going down. He says nothing. He reacts in no type of way. He just continues cleaning. They're like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Mm -hmm. And then... These dumb kids, they're all aware, which I'm assuming they're all aware and they're not just friends with Liv and going on her word. Yeah. But the two of them go off to have sex. Yeah, they Nick, sure do. Which... But, <laughs> but bef before, is it before that? No. No, they go off to have sex because then after that, they're all, the rest of them are in the main room. Yes, the rest of them are in the main room while they go off to have sex and I just think like, you know, it's weird, and also... It cuts to old girl telling the story of what happened in while that they go room. Off. And then they And then when she finishes the story about how they did the satanic ritual in the room, it shows the, the two people that went off to have sex in that, in that room. Yeah, so, I mean, Kathy, when she walks in there with uh, Bobby, I think his name was, she says, like, is it weird that I'm getting turned on? Yeah, yeah, it's super, it's super weird. weird. It's uh -huh. very weird because you Absolutely. know people were murdered in here. Yeah. And <clears throat> you just know that they're doomed. In that moment, <laughs> you know they're doomed, but it cuts back to the other kids first. Yes, and so the other kids are standing there talking, and Willie and them put on another performance. Willie actually says, he says, it's time for these naughty kids to go nighty-night. And then the knight stabs the one kid yeah, through. Yeah, but it says six little chickens, and then it says five little chickens <clears throat> and something, 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 yeah. and then Nighty Knight stabs the one. Yes. Yeah. But he called it out. I didn't realize I it until then. I said it was then. pretty iconic. I, I said pretty iconic, honestly, <laughs> next to that. Pretty um, iconic. Yeah, because I wasn't expecting that. But as soon as it said five little chickens, I was like, uh-oh. And then, like, after that, uh, old boy's on a break playing pinball yes and he knows that things are going down and he's just like i said he will not miss a break mm -mm. tex mcadoo said to take a break and he's taking them yeah i said he's literally more out of breath playing pinball than he is killing everything he was getting into that pinball game <laughs> he was i like... loved it which we'll talk on that in a minute too because it keeps on going um it does also cut back to sheriff lund and the borrowed cop mm -hmm. and the phone rings. I believe Chris, the kid, is calling as he's hiding in, like, a claw machine or something. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> she just hangs up and is like, prank call. And then she says, um, 
they made their beds, they need to lie in them. And the guy's like, pretty sure the saying is protect and serve. (laughs) (laughs) He does. That was funny. Um, When they uh, go back to Cage, he's taking a break, and the kids are being attacked. They kind of split up, which is dumb. I said they're slowly dying by one by one, and it's stupid because they separated for no reason at all. No reason. No reason. They just all ran in different directions. I don't know. There are times, like, when those animatronics are chasing them and attacking and fighting, whatever, like, it's obviously not an animatronic. Like, there are times when they try and move like an animatronic. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you know, nothing but love for the movie and the actors, but it is funny when it's like, dude, this is a person wearing a helmet. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. That frog comes up to Chris and is like, you know, we can be friends. Like, I'm not like the rest. Why would you believe them? If that was true, this frog could just leave. Yeah. You know? They are big animatronics. They could kick the door. Yeah. He just, he's like, you know, I trust this. Neck snapped. That was a pretty quick neck snap. She just, with that tongue. I I just think it goes back to, again, that they're they're sadistic. They're serial killers. They're not here for any other reason than the fact that they cast this ritual to stay alive so they can continue killing. Yeah. I think that... (laughs) It flashes to the gator. The people are having sex. Girl notices gator. Mm-hmm. She says something. He's like, come on, come on. Like, how are you still in the mood? Number one. And then they obviously die. Nick Cage goes in, straddles the gator, and is bitch slapping him. <laughs> open, open fisted. I lost it. I started dying laughing. But then he kills him in the most brutal way. To me, which is he snaps his jaw and you know, like, I hate watching scenes where people have their jaw snapped, even if it's an animatronic. So gross. Made me laugh because it very obviously wasn't the same helmet. It was now like a rubbery, like you could see the cloth and rubber. He's just pulling it open. Like he's so, he's so strong. He's so tough. Yeah. But you know what? Nick Cage, how old is he? I'm not sure. He looks good in this movie for being... I'm sure he has he to does. be in his 60s. I mean, you know, this movie only came out in 2021, so it's fairly recent, and... He has to be in his 60s. Yeah, I believe he's around that. So when they go back to the police and they start heading towards Willie's, first of all, I thought that they were going to help. I thought they had a change of heart. That's not true. The police officers are speaking, and they're giving a more backstory to Willie's, mm-hmm. and Sheriff Lund says something like, you know, we tried to find the right people. Bullshit. You know, get fucked on that. Like, you are just whoever happens to pass by that road. You're not trying to find the right people. She even says, like, people no one would miss, and they show, like, a stereotypical, like, punk couple. And I'm like, yeah, fuck them. They don't deserve to live. I made so many comments about that. So, a couple things. Why did they not leave the town? Because if they didn't leave the town... Mm-hmm. Willies couldn't eat, but they're saying they kept them inside, but they locked the door regardless. So, and then I said, or why didn't they tell somebody? Because it wouldn't be that hard to prove that the dolls are killing people if you just set up a camera. Mm-hmm. Also, she's the reason that Liv is an, Liv, is that her name? Mm-hmm. Liv is an orphan and then raised her. And that girl was old enough to remember she literally fed her parents to these people. Mm-hmm. Like she's a horrible, horrible human because then she had to grow up every day remembering her new mom is the reason that her original family is dead and they had no issues feeding kids so all of these people i guess the three techs jed and sheriff lund sheriff lund deserve the worst deaths i was like hoping for them to have horrible deaths 
as I think about it, I, it could probably be argued that Sheriff Lund showed up to get Liv as a child and played the hero. She didn't know what happened. She's just saving the kid. And then for years she lived like that, thinking that Sheriff Lund was not evil and then eventually learned. So maybe that's why she never burnt down the place. Maybe she was always under the impression that, you know, it got handled. Everything was okay now, but unfortunately her parents are gone. I guess you're right. Could be, could be. When the cops get there, they extract the kids and they leave Nick Cage. I mean, they just... Kid. Only yeah, you're right. I, it's just live. That's alive. Everyone else is dead. <laughs> Sorry. I feel like that's important. No, you're right. Kid. <laughs> um, so they extract Liv and they leave him there. And, you know, after they show up and they realize that Nick Cage has killed so many of them, you think this would be the time where they're like, maybe we can win this. Yeah. Maybe we can do it. There's Let's literally like two side. left. Yeah. Like, and instead you're just like, get back in there, motherfucker. I'm so sorry, Willie. Yeah, sorry, Willie. Like, fuck that. Now's your time. Yeah, it is. Yeah. He uh, sends Liv in the cop car with the Rent-A-Cop. I don't know his name, but I'm going to call him Rent-A-Cop. Um, and she's, like, arguing with him back and forth, back and forth. And then one of them, while the door was unlocked, escaped. Tito the Turtle. Tito the Turtle attacks after the guy's about to, like, turn around. Yeah, he grabs Tito him Tito the out Turtle of the attack, car. kills. My thing about that is old girl gets the gun. How did Tito the Turtle, with his big old animatronic hands... Not only unload the gun, but fit every shell into his hand. They've got nimble fingers. I like that she just straight beat Tito the turtle down with the gun. She did. Like, she didn't have bullets, so she just hit him yeah. like it was a hammer. Yeah. And he's begging. He's like, please, no more. Like, yeah. It, that's funny. But also, I thought it was dumb that she then left. I was like, he's alive. Yeah. Like, and you could have run him over or something. She could have. Well, we'll get to that. Yeah. I mean, but still. She leaves and she heads back. Um, Cage is locked up with handcuffs and he still whoops ass, which also I wanted to mention that when Siren Sarah comes out while he's handcuffed, her mouth is different. They can change, I guess, the animatronics. I, I don't know. She has like a bloody shark tooth mouth, but she didn't look like that before. She had like little lips like painted on. Yeah, she had had the bloody sharp tooth mouth uh, after she killed that other... Well, it seems like Before they can that. alter the way yeah. the animatronics looks, which I, is interesting. I had a thing about him dunking on the animatronics with the handcuffs. Yeah. Because he chokes the tongue one to death with his thighs, but <laughs> yeah. then he immediately breaks out of his hands. So he was almost rubbing it in the other's face. Like, yeah, I can, I don't, yeah, I'm strong deal. enough to break out of metal handcuffs. And I said he just wanted to dunk on the dolls right in Willie's face. I can say with confidence that if there was an animatronic like that with those teeth, I would not crush its head with my thighs. I would not want to be that close to its mouth. Yeah. But uh, he does it. And um, it's almost like they're easily beaten. I get where if you're a normal person, you're inside here, you don't have weapons. But like the way that he squeezes his head with his thighs, she hits Tito the turtle with the shotgun they're not as tough as they should be, I guess, because they're robots. And you'd almost think a robot, you yeah. can't just beat up. Except but... Willie. Yeah, yeah. Which, um... I I did write, because Willie's the next one that he yeah, fights. But before that, he's like, he just gets back to cleaning. Yeah. He's just like... They ruin everything this man cleans. Yes, and he's just like, you know, the door's open now. 
The cops left him for dead. He knows the full story if he didn't before, and he just gets back to cleaning. He comes outside with the trash, yep. and Sheriff Lund sees him and is like, what the fuck? And he just waves. She backs him <laughs> back down in there, too. Yeah. And at this moment, I was like, I cannot stand her. She's so terrible. She's a punk. Right in the middle of my thought is when she gets ripped in half. Yeah, I mean, Willie yes. did not forgive her. But again, at this point, it is now just Willie. Yeah. Just help him. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. be forgiven for all that you've done. But no, she uh, gets cut in half by Willie. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's it's like the ultimate showdown. I can't say it goes on any longer than any of the other fights, or it's really not like this epic boss battle they kind of led to. It is what it is. He takes he him his, out. He gets his ass beat like a little bit, though. Yeah, but he, he ends up winning and then, um, I assume, continues cleaning. Liv shows up super late. Yeah, like, she, how she far was she? Did she walk or did she No, drive? I think she drove the oh, cop car. I don't know. But either way, I thought it was weird. I was like, where'd you go? Because she fought Tito the Turtle when it was still dark outside. Yeah, and, and she it gets was back light. and it's light. Yeah, which and... it could have been four in the morning or something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how long he was there. But Tex and Jed show up. I think it's weird they brought his car. They're assuming he's dead. Mm-hmm. Why'd they bring his car? Well, he brought his car to give to Tex. Well, I know, but Tex has his own car. Now, no matter what, they're leaving a third I car guess, there. I like, guess so. Unless he's going to tow his other car. I don't know. But he didn't bring the tow truck. He drove Old Boy's car. Okay, well. Right? I don't. Jed drove Old Boy's car, not the tow truck. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. I, I thought that there was three cars there, but maybe. The other oh, one the was other truck was Sheriff the one that Lund's Sheriff Lund was in. Okay, yeah. yeah. And then they see the. The door's open. Yeah, and... and he just leaves. And, like, he walks up to him, just puts his hand out for the keys. Um, he gives him the keys. Which, they seem, like, so mad. And it's like, he saved you guys. Uh-huh. Even after you fucked up, your town is now safe mm-hmm. because of him. And they look all pissed off. Like, what, because you couldn't keep the car? And then he, like, mentions it. Then they're like, I might actually, like, they're happy. Yeah, and when they, which Liv goes with him, which I thought was a little weird. They, no yeah. words were spoken. I got very Last of Us vibes. Yeah. Like, like she's going to be like his kid and become um, non-speaking. She's going to just stop speaking. Yeah. She's like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. We'll just won't speak. Like, yeah. I just don't talk anymore. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Tex, as they're leaving, Tex and um, Jed are talking about actually opening the place back up. Texas turf, the bull, like we were talking about earlier. But that siren is still alive, mm-hmm. and he didn't he didn't like take it apart, which is why I think it was still alive. <laughs> what was that siren's goal, though? I don't know. I think it was just like one um, last murder. Yeah, because she died too. It seemed like she died, right? Yeah, she killed them. She definitely died. And then you know, as Cage and Liv are driving off, they run over Tito the turtle, who was like walking back. Where are you going? <laughs> he was just trying, you know. And he what is he? His last line. I forget what he says. He's. Like, I don't know what he says. He, but uh, he. Yeah, I mean, I guess you know, because he's a turtle, so that's why he was going slow back up there. <laughs> Get out of here with your dad. <laughs> um, but yeah, but that that's the whole movie. It's not a very long movie. Overall, I really enjoyed it. I want to play a game. All right. Do I want a prize? Yes. What's the prize? I don't know. Dealer's choice. Ah. Okay. A donut? Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to read to you five reviews. Now, some of these reviews, I've cut out certain words, which I'll insert the word blank. Um, some of them, you know, are just a piece of the review. I couldn't do the whole review. They were quite long. 
but you need to guess whether the review is a review of Willy's Wonderland or a review of Five Nights at Freddy's. Ah, gosh. All right, all right, all right. All right. Number one, entertaining, engaging, and enveloping. Once blank clasps its paws around you, it will be hard to let go. Five Nights. Correct. Number two, I don't know what to think about it. It's totally crazy, unpredictable, jaw-dropping, even if I found it boring and unbearable for my taste, but it remains worth it for anyone seeking something different and fun. Blank is excellent here, but that's not enough for me to torture me one second more. Willies. Correct. <laughs> Number three, worse than a slice of Chuck E. Cheese pizza. <laughs> I get cheese. <laughs> It's often my favorite topping. However, this isn't even cheese. It's processed cheese. <laughs> That's Willie's, right? That is correct. <laughs> Damn it. Where a kid can be a kid. <laughs> Number four. Not scary. What's the parents' big deal? Five nights. Correct. Number five. A true masterpiece, but fandom ruined it. Go get a life. No one cares about your robot fan fiction. Stop ruining this masterpiece. Willies? Ooh. I'm sorry. Five nights. That's five the wrong nights. answer. No, but I got four or five. <laughs> Technically, I win, right? It's five out of five. No, I still get a half a donut. or I get 80% of a donut. Damn it. All right. Well, let's move on to our sequel ideas. I will let you start. Okay. Mine's a sequel. <laughs> okay. A like direct, I'm saying, a direct sequel a to this movie. A direct yes. sequel, yes. Um, I don't remember their names, so I refer to them as old boy and old girl. The janitor and Liv. Yep. Okay. J and L. J and L. J and L. J and L's barbecue. <laughs> All right. Um, it's called Pete and Pal's Playground. Pete and Pal's Playground. Yep. I like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, old boy and old girl are on the road mm -hmm. drinking punch. Okay. You know, yep. directly. Yeah. Straight from. The can. Straight from the can, but it's kind of how the other one ended. She tried it and was like, ooh, like, at the end good. of the last one. Yeah, <laughs> all right. However, she now has a leather jacket and oh. sunglasses oh. just like him. Okay. Okay. They both <clears throat> no longer speak, especially to one another. They stop in a town for gas. We're going to say some time has passed. So I don't know how long you want to say has passed. A couple mm -hmm. months, whatever. They stop in another town for gas and see this place called Pete and Pals' Playground. Then you get a flashback to Willie's Wonderland, things that happened mm -hmm. there, okay? They casually go and check it out and have suspicions about it, you know, kind of like the suspicions from Willie's Wonderland. Silently about the town, they see different missing person signs from people surrounding the town, but it's not like a wall like Jed had. It's just mm -hmm. like here, there, there. And they decide that something must be going on. So they decide, hey, we're going to stay here. We're going to investigate, sneak around, see what's going on. They see five townspeople entering the place at weird hours of the night. Um, these people are dressing as Pete and pals. So Pete has four pals, right? Okay. And <laughs> they're using the nights to plan murders based on out-of-town people booking small parties. Mm. like birthday parties, work, whatever kind of parties, but they yeah. all have to be from out of town. Otherwise, the town would know what was going on. So they rent the place. They give it to a, themselves. They let them make a private party like they've rented the place for the day so nobody else can come to Pete and Pal at the playground, um, and then they murder them okay. while they're there. But real people are dressing up as Pete and Pals, <clears throat> so it's not evil. Is Pete an animal? Pete pig? He can't be a pig. I imagine as Pete as like, a, as like a big old cat. <laughs> 
Okay, Pete the Cat. There's actually a children's book which would allude called Pete the Cat, which I think is even more ironic. Okay. Okay, so they murder all of these people. Um, So the town really doesn't know because whatever. So on the next scheduled party night, Mm -hmm. old boy and old girl go, and they interrupt and start murder. They murder one of the murderers, okay? Mm -hmm. However, old boy gets captured. The janitor gets captured? The janitor gets captured. Okay. So at this moment, all the people decide we're going to perform a satanic ritual, but they're missing the fifth person, so they're using old boy. He's going to be a part of the satanic ritual, just like in Willie's Wonderland, and make him one of the evil guys in the costumes for the person to make up for the person that he had killed. Mm-hmm. Rightfully so, Old Girl comes in and saves him before he is about to be killed. Then more time passes, you know, like you got to do them like one by one. They kill everybody. The town proceeds to arrest them and put them in jail for murdering Yeah. Pete and Pals. Okay. Right? Because they're like iconic to the town you know pete and pal's playground is the place to be yeah however the party of people that they saved and like captured the pete and pals forgot to take down like uh, video cameras inside oh all the tapes there the tapes there um and it's almost like a like a found footage film from that point from because the like the people that they were gonna try and murder were there for the party and they stopped it right yeah. So one of the people was like videotaping old Timmy's birthday party, whatever it was, right? You know how people do. <laughs> yep. And it's like a found footage clip um, that they show like the police and then the town thanks them and they leave their cars. They uh, dink it and sink the punches <laughs> and they drive out of town in silence. Okay. I like that. I do. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, well. Mine's. My sequel idea. <laughs> It's just called Willy's Wonderland 2, Resident Weasel. Guess it? Like Resident Evil? I get it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Willy's Wonderland 2, Resident Weasel. So the janitor and Liv are heading to Willy's World. It's a theme park spinoff of Willy's Wonderland uh, that never shut down. It's been active and going this whole time. Turns out, you know, Willy's Wonderland is a chain. And they have Mm. all kinds of stuff. This was just one where this incident happened the cool thing i think about this for the sequel would be that there'd be new animatronics like there'd be the old ones returning favorites tito willie obviously i mean resident weasel willie has to make an appearance yes you think it's willie's i mean clearly willie the weasel is dead you think it's willie's twin Ah, well not quite but i'll get to that okay sorry i think it'd be cool because you'd have the new animatronics but also some of the rides could be designed to kill you Instead of just the animatronics doing the murdering, some of these rides, just death. I mean, you've been to theme parks. Some of them feel like they could be death accidentally anyway. The Hulk coaster at Universal Studios, to be specific, is what he's referring to. Yes, the Hulk coaster. Uh, I feel like I I think almost killed me. I feel like I had an epidural hemorrhage after that. Remember, I couldn't couldn't ride a ride for the rest of the day. I think a bit of tinkering (laughs) on something like that could mean murder. So while inside the theme park, the janitor and Liv meet another Willy animatronic who happens to also be alive. This Willy mentions that he thinks the janitor seems familiar. And... This would eventually lead to the reveal that the janitor was a kid and had visited a previous Willie's. Because as I said, it'll be shown that it's a chain. So that one that they were at was not the original. And he witnessed the death of 
his parents and sister. Oh, so him and Liv connect on that way. Yes. That's good. So they were That's frequent. Good. Um, The Janners family were frequent guests of Willie's before things got terrible. And this trauma of seeing his sister killed is what caused him to not only be mute, but cling to childhood things like this soda and the pinball machine. Mm. And uh, ultimately join the military it doesn't really get into that but in the beginning of the first movie you might have noticed he has the dog, dog tags. tags yes i did see that yes so all of this is a result of what happened to him as a child and so when he was going to willie's in the first movie this was not a coincidence this was a sought out planned he was You've going to get rid of them. You just set it up for a whole Fast and Furious series. I'm, I'm looking for franchise here. Yeah, I, I mean, set it all up. I feel like mine is franchise in a way, but not not as not as franchise as yours. I mean, mine mine leaves a few plot holes that I didn't really consider. So you know, does mine. They mentioned the satanic ritual that brought the animatronics to life. Why are these other animatronics alive? Like, mm-hmm. which. I could probably go into uh, that ritual made it so they could hop from body to body. So all the ones he killed there hopped. You could hop to like bodies, like things Willy that are the could same. Willie could hop to Willie? Yes. He could hop to any Willie in the uh, country. Yeah. And Nick Cage knows this, and so he is going on this trip to kill everything. Yours is better, because mine, like... Well, I don't necessarily we'll that's know. that's for the voters. I mean, honestly, I feel like mine is pretty good. It is pretty good. I like the Mine idea- doesn't have animatronics, though. Well, you don't necessarily need the animatronics. I mean... We were getting to that, though. Kind of Five Nights at Freddy's whole thing is that... And again, I don't want to compare too much, but their whole thing is that the animatronics in that game were designed to be animatronics and suits. They can be animatronics and do their own thing by themselves, but they can also be set to where you can open them up and wear them. You know what else we should have done? What was that when we were at Disney World in Animal Kingdom? Those creepy bears, and I was like, I'm not going in that building. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually, you know, I've talked to you about it. Like, I have a fear of animatronics, and yeah. but the thing is, is it's not, I'm not afraid of you, Willy's Wonderland animatronics. You liked the Frozen animatronic, too. Those ones are a little different. The way they're doing it now, they're uh, projecting the face. Mm-hmm. Like, if the projector breaks, it's just a <laughs> smooth face, like mannequin. So creepy. Yes, but for some reason, what scares me is when they start to look too real, like uh, the dinosaur ones, for example, which oh, obviously, you, didn't like that. you know, the science is out there that the dinosaurs that we think of as dinosaurs are probably not what they really looked like, but mm. we don't really know. But in my head, that's a dinosaur. And when I see dinosaur animatronics, it upsets me. I don't know anything about anything, but maybe I was a dinosaur in a past life, but I was a little dinosaur. And I got killed by a big dinosaur because <laughs> I'm afraid of dinosaur animatronics. That's right. You did not like the dinosaurs at Jurassic, the Jurassic Park no, stuff. No, they upset me. We took a when picture When the big ones them. come out. Okay, yeah. well, the one that's a raptor that, like, you take a picture with, I think it's a person. I don't mm. think it's an animatronic. Pretty sure it's a person. But you're talking about the one from the log ride we went on. Yes. When they come out, the when they have T-Rexes come out and, like, smash down... I'm like, it's going to fall and it's going to kill me. Yeah, you were. You did not. That was my favorite ride, all of Disney. I'll do it over and over, but it makes me panic. So, I mean, these movies have the potential to do that if they were to look a little different. But yes, so I, I, I think that my sequel idea could expand into, which you have to ask, how many times are people willing to see him do the same thing? Because it's going to be yeah, again. That's why mine's better. <laughs> which Is that it? I mean, one thing I like about mine is that 
the theme park is still open. That leaves room for plenty of kills in the movie, which some people go to these kind of movies looking for that. They want a lot of kills. Oh, yeah. But you don't have to kill any main character. You can kill anyone. And it's just a park I feel like mine's partly set up for that, too. You're right. Yours is not a closed-down place where they have to... Like, for this... For the original movie, you know, it had to be every character that you met had to die. Because they weren't going to be random people. I mean, I guess Liv's parents were random in the beginning. Yeah. All right. That's we'll the episode. We'll leave it up to the, the viewers. <laughs> yes. Whose was better. That's the episode. Uh, thank you for making it this far. We hope you enjoyed. Maybe even enough to share our show with someone you know. Leave us a review. Or simply come back for more next week. If you'd like to vote on whose sequel idea was the best. Or you have a better idea. Come by our Twitter at Nanspod. Uh, be easy everyone. We'll see you next week.